0: Thank you for tuning into the broadcast of the Secrets of the Hollow Earth. In today's program I will share a little known story that happened in 1893 and is still a mystery today. It is the case of the sailing vessel Gladys, captained by F.B. Hadfield. The captain wrote in the ship's log that the vessel was completely surrounded by icebergs at 43 degrees south and 33 degrees west. At this latitude an iceberg was observed which bore a large quantity of sand and earth, and which revealed a beaten track, a place of refuge formed in a sheltered nook and the bodies of five dead men who lay on different parts of the berg. Bad weather prevented any attempts at further investigation. A unanimous consensus of opinion among scientists is that one thing peculiar to the Antarctic is that there are no human tribes living upon it. Also investigations show that no vessel was lost in the Antarctic at the time so that these men could not be shipwrecked sailors. Had these men ventured out of their warm, habitable land and lost their way along the ice shelf finally to be drifted to their deaths at sea on a portion of land that broke away to become an iceberg while they were on it? Could it be that these men who died on the iceberg came from that mysterious land beyond the South Pole discovered by Admiral Byrd's expedition? Then in February of 1947, Another remarkable discovery was made in the continent of Antarctica, the discovery of Bunger's Oasis. This discovery was made by Lieutenant Commander David Bunger, who was at the controls of one of six large transport planes used by Admiral Byrd for the US Navy's operation high jump in 1946 through 1947. Bunger was flying inland from the Shackleton ice shelf near Queen Mary coast of Wolfsland. He and his crew were about four miles from the coastline, where open water lies. The land Bunger discovered was ice-free. The lakes were of many different colors, ranging from rusty red, green to deep blue. Each of the lakes was more than three miles long. The water was warmer than the ocean, as Bunger found by landing a seaplane on one of the lakes. Each lake had a gently sloping beach around the four edges of the oasis, which was roughly square in shape. Bunger saw endless and eternal white snow and ice. Two sides of the oasis rose nearly a hundred feet high, and consisted of great ice walls. The other two sides had a more gradual and gentle slope. The existence of such an oasis in the far Antarctic, a land of perpetual ice, would indicate warmer conditions there which would exist if the oasis was in the South Pole opening, leading to the warmer interior of the earth, as was the case with the warmer territory, with land of lakes that Admiral Byrd discovered beyond the North Pole, which was probably within the North Polar opening. Otherwise, one cannot explain the existence of such an oasis of unfrozen territory in the midst of the continent of Antarctica with ice miles thick. The oasis could not result from volcanic activity below the Earth's surface since the land area of the oasis covered 300 square miles. It was too big to be affected by volcanic heat supply. Warm wind currents from the Earth's interior are a better explanation. Thus Burt in the Arctic and Bunger in the Antarctic both made similar discoveries of warmer land areas beyond the poles at about the same time early in 1947. But they were not the only ones to make such a discovery. Some time ago a newspaper in Toronto, Canada, The Globe and Mail published a photo of a Green Valley taken by an aviator in the Arctic region. Eventually the aviator took the picture from the air and did not attempt to land. It was a beautiful valley and contained rolling green hills. The Aviator must have gone beyond the North Pole which lies inside the Polar Opening. This picture was published in 1960. In further confirmation are reports of individuals who claimed they had entered the North Polar Opening as many Arctic explorers did without knowing that they did and penetrated far enough into it to reach the subterranean world in the hollow interior of the Earth. What is it that exists at both poles of the Earth which opens to us new frontiers so vast in extent in nature as to be beyond present understanding? It may be that exploration of space is far less important than the explanation of our own mysterious planet which has now suddenly become a vast realm far larger than we ever dreamed it to be. How do scientists explain the fact that when we go north it becomes colder up to a certain point and then begins to get warm? How do they explain the further fact that the source of this warmth is not any influence from the south but a series of currents of warm water, of warm winds from the north, supposed to be a land of solid ice? Where can these currents come from? How could they come from anything else but an open sea? And why should they be a warm water open sea at the very place where scientists expect to find eternal ice? Where could this warmer water possibly come from? If no rivers are flowing from the inside to the outside, then why are all icebergs composed of fresh water? Why does one find tropical seeds, plants, and trees floating in the fresh water of these icebergs? If the inside of the earth is not warm, why do millions of tropical birds and animals go further north in the winter time? And what produces the aurora borealis? And lastly, why is our government and military leaders in view of Lt. Bunger and Admiral Byrd's eyewitness testimony and accounts, afraid to openly discuss it. Could it be that to discuss it would be to admit that the truth has been suppressed? It is my belief that this new world could be more easily reached than the moon and is of much more importance to us since it provides ideal conditions for human life with a better climate than even exists on the surface. The answer to solving the mystery may be as easy as using a tracking device on many of the birds and other animals that migrate in winter seeking a warmer environment. And one of the ways to accomplish this would be to put a tracking device and a camera on the Ross Gull common at Point Barrow who migrate in October toward the north. And we can also use these same tracking devices and surveillance cameras on the mutton birds of Australia which leave that continent in September because no one has ever been able to find out where they go with the use of a tracking device and an embedded video camera we will now be able to discover if these birds pass into the exterior of the earth via the south pole or the north pole and there are other animals that we can track in the winter such as the orc which leaves to go north as winter approaches it is my hope that an independent group of free thinkers and unbought scientists take a closer look into the secrets of the polar openings. I'd like to thank everyone for watching Secrets of the Hollow Earth.